This is Sustainable-ish with me, Jen Gale, and it is great to have you here. Listen in each week and I hope I can brighten up your day and leave you feeling inspired and excited about the magnificent human being that you are and the power that you have to create a better world. You won't find any expectations of eco-warrior perfection here. There's no obligatory tree hugging. You won't be judged if you drive a car, wear leather shoes, or eat the odd pack of Haribo every now and then. I'll be sharing my own gems of wisdom for sustainable-ish living, and I also relentlessly scour the internet for people doing amazing things to tackle the big environmental issues that we're facing, and I hound them until they agree to come on and inspire us all with their fabulousness and the positive change that they're making. So sit back, listen in, and get ready to change the world one baby step at a time. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm a little bit snotty, in case you're wondering why I sound a bit odd. Non-Covid, I will add. Don't panic, don't panic. So today I've got a solo episode for you and I'd like to try and pretend that this was all part of some big forward planning plan but the reality is obviously that I failed spectacularly to plan ahead enough to have a guest for this week. So it's just me, little old me and I'm diving right on into the C word. No, not coronavirus. No, not that one. Go and wash your mouth out. I am talking Christmas. Of course I am. Now, I am well aware that there will be some of you saying, why the hell are you talking about Christmas? It's November. And there will be others saying, well, you're a bit late, love. I'm all done and dusted and the tree is going up this weekend. So essentially, I've just realised this is probably an episode that is going to please no one. (laughs) Well done, me. But I'm going to plod on because, as I said, I haven't got a guest for you this week. Sorry about that. Okay, so Christmas. It can indeed be the most wonderful time of year, especially if you're under the age of about 12, but it can also be hugely stressful and one of the most wasteful times of the year. So here are some not-so-fun festive facts for you to provide maybe a little bit of motivation or alternatively a whole load of additional eco-anxiety. Sorry if that's the case. Honestly, I promise you it's not my intention. But hopefully a little bit of motivation for starting to do just a few things a little bit differently this year. So 227,000 miles of wrapping paper is used each year in the UK alone. And that, my friends, is enough to wrap around the globe nine times. And a lot of it will end up in landfill because metallic paper, the shiny sort of plasticky looking paper and paper with glitter on it can't be recycled. And it, technical term, cocks up the waste streams. So one thing you can do is you can do the scrunch test. You can scrunch up a piece of wrapping paper into a ball. If it stays in a ball, it's probably paper and it can be recycled. If it starts to unfurl, think about crisp packets and things, um, then it's metallic and it can't be recycled. And as I said, if it's got glitter on it, sadly, the same thing applies. And it's not just wrapping paper. A billion Christmas cards end up in the bin each year when they could be recycled. So most supermarkets have a Christmas card recycling bin that's available in the new year. So no excuses. But again, if it's got glitter on it, sadly, it can't be recycled. So if you are looking to buy Christmas cards this year, keep your eyes peeled. A lot of the supermarkets and big retailers are now doing glitter free ones, which is yippee. 
81 million unwanted presents received each year. That works out at an average of three per UK household. And of those, one in ten end up in landfill. So there's this brilliant cartoon, and I'll pop it into the show notes, that's Santa, and he's there with his sleigh, and he's just tipping the presents like into landfill. And he's like, oh, he's just cutting out the middleman. So that is actually what's happening in some of these cases. So please, please, please think very carefully about the presents that you're buying, um, who you're buying for, and um, hopefully we all want our presents to be loved and cherished and wanted, don't we? And hopefully that will be the case. And it's not just the presents and the gift wrap and the cards. We waste around 250,000 tonnes of food each Christmas, which is, I'm sure you're all well aware, the weight of the Empire State Building, or 100,000 elephants. And in that food waste is the equivalent of 2 million turkeys and 5 million Christmas puddings hitting the bin. Wow. Okay. So it's fair to say then that Christmas has the potential to have a pretty big impact. In fact, according to Mike Berners-Lee in his book, How Bad Are Bananas? An average Christmas, is there such thing as an average Christmas, clocks up about 280 kilos of CO2 which means nothing to you or I, does it? But if you have an average UK resident's carbon footprint, your monthly carbon footprint will be about 750 kilos of carbon dioxide. So you're increasing your December allocation by a third, if my maths is correct and if that makes any sense at all. If it doesn't make any sense, just ignore the last 30 seconds. But before you run off and start Googling all the things that you can do to reduce your carbon footprint and your waste this year... Rest assured, I will signpost you to some blog posts in the show notes. And I've also got a crap-free Christmas e-guide for anyone wanting everything in one easy place. Hashtag ad. Let's just take a breath, take a step back and think about what we want Christmas to mean. What do we want it to look like, to smell, sound, taste like? And importantly, what do we want it to feel like? I don't think we can avoid the fact that due to one of those other C words coronavirus not the one you're thinking of Christmas is going to be a bit different this year so let's embrace that change and try and use it maybe as an excuse to shake things up a bit because I don't know about you but when my husband and I met and we sat up home together we didn't really stop and think much about the sort of Christmas we wanted to create we just got on with Christmas and it was just this mishmash of two family traditions colliding and a frenzy of what we needed to buy and who for and it wasn't until the Christmas that we spent of our year buying nothing new that I really stopped to think a little bit about what I wanted Christmas to mean to us as a family other than the presents and the food and we're not religious so like what does that mean does that mean Christmas is solely a celebration of stuff I don't know you may already have this nailed but I think lots of people are probably like me and have kind of fallen into a way of celebrating Christmas based on family traditions and those societal expectations. So maybe this is my invitation to you to just take a minute and think, what do you want Christmas to be about? What are the memories that you want to create for your kids if you've got them? How can you keep that magic of Christmas for the kids if the focus is shifted slightly away from the stuff? Now, I will say, bear in mind that Christmas is one of the hardest year, hardest years? It might be one of the hardest years. It feels like it sometimes. One of the hardest times of year to make sustainable-ish changes. And I'm not saying that to let us all off the hook and say there's no point in even trying, but maybe just to sort of manage our expectations a little bit. 
because maybe we're all familiar with the fact that making sustainable-ish changes ourselves and even in our own immediate family can sometimes feel hard enough. But at Christmas, it's compounded by the fact that these celebrations usually encompass our wider family and our friends as well. And whilst we can change our own behaviours and actions, it's very hard to change other people's. And if you've spent this whole year on a journey, in air quotes, to make more eco changes, there's every chance that you might now be looking at Christmas a little bit differently and wanting to make some changes, but your wider family might be completely oblivious to this journey that you've been on. And it might actually come as a bit of a shock to them that you're wanting to shake things up. Christmas traditions are usually pretty long-standing and for someone to come along and want to turn things on their heads can actually be quite unsettling and you're probably going to come up against quite a lot of um, resistance, shall we say, which leads on to my next point, which is to focus on what is in your control. Because of that involvement of other people in our celebrations, people who might not be on the same page as us, it can feel like there's lots about Christmas that isn't in our control which means it can be really frustrating when there's this influx of plastic tat that you know the kids aren't going to play with beyond the first day or two or unrecyclable wrapping paper or whatever it is. But actually, when we take a step back again, there is a lot of stuff that is in our control, especially this year when it's looking like most of us are probably going to be confined to our own homes. Who knows? So think about the things that you can change or take control of and don't sweat too much about the other stuff. So maybe it's Christmas dinner and food for that Christmas week. Make a meal plan for that Christmas week. I talked right at the top of the show about the amount of food waste we've got. So make a meal plan for that Christmas week. If we are allowed people around, who's going to be around? Are there days where you're going to be off visiting other people? We just don't know at the moment, do we? Um, But make a meal plan for that week. Think about Christmas dinner. Think about how you can use up leftovers in a way that people will actually want to eat them. What can you freeze afterwards? All those kinds of things. Think about the presents that you buy for your kids. Make sure that it's something that they really want. Make sure, you know, maybe you can find it secondhand. Maybe you can um, find uh, somewhere local that's stocking it. All those kinds of things. That is very much in your control. Think about the presents that you're buying for other people. Again, can you go plastic free? Can you go secondhand? Can you just make a pledge to yourself that you're going to shop Amazon free or only locally this Christmas? Whatever you're going to do, but that is very much in your control. The other thing in your control, we talked about wrapping paper and we talked about cards. The wrapping paper that you're going to use, the cards that you're going to give are in your control. So have a little look. Remember, no glitter, no metallic shiny paper and again, no glitter on the cards. The gifts that you're asking for can actually be quite thoughtful um, things. You know, you could be really specific, especially when people are asking for things that the kids want to be as specific as you can. So you know that, you know, if it is going to be plastic tat, at least it's going to be plastic tat that they actually wanted. Um, You can, I know somebody else who's who's asked people specifically to buy from local shops and has given them the links to local shops that they know stock the things that they want. So that can be something really important, especially this year when it's been such a difficult time for so many local and independent shops. And you're also very much in control of the conversations that you have. And I'm going to come on to this a little bit more in in my next point. But think about some of those really gentle conversations you can have with just a few people this year about some of the things that you might want to change a little bit. So have a little think 
pause the podcast. What else is in your control this year? What are the one or two or three things that you're going to focus on this year that are in your control and you can start to make some changes on? And then my very last point is to go for the low-hanging fruit. In the same way that it can feel really overwhelming when we decide that maybe we want to live a bit more sustainably, having a greener Christmas can feel just a teeny tiny bit like that too. So go for the easy stuff. Christmas is supposed to be a fun, enjoyable, happy time of year. The last thing you want to do is make it even more stressful by putting so much pressure on yourself. So I've talked about wrapping paper a lot. It's a brilliant, easy place to start as our cards. Maybe you pick one element of your Christmas dinner that you want to change this year. Maybe you're going to splash out on an organic turkey or you're going to get an organic veg box or maybe you're going to have a go at making your own Christmas pudding for the first time this year. But it just has, you know, one element of one meal over the Christmas period is enough to get started with. When we're thinking about those conversations that I just mentioned earlier, think about who out of your wider family is most likely to be on board or to get where you're coming from and pick to have a choose to have a conversation with them first. You might find that they're like, oh my God, thank you. Thank goodness you've um, you've broached this subject because I've been really worried about it as well. And then maybe you can present some kind of united front to the rest of the family, something like that. But pick the easiest person to have a conversation with. And remember, very importantly, as with all things sustainable-ish, don't be all or nothing. You aren't going to be able to green your Christmas overnight from a standing start, at least not if you still want your family to talk to you. So really important to pick the bits that you want to focus on this year. And as I said, don't sweat the other stuff too much. So I hope that's been helpful. Let me know. Let me know what are the things that you're going to have a go at this Christmas. Let me know if there's any conversations you're going to have a go at. If you want um, some more sort of practical ideas and things like that, like I said, I will signpost you to um, some blog posts in the show notes. And I will also pop a link up there to my Crap Free Christmas e-guide. Um, and also let me know what you think of this uh, monologue solo format. Do you like it? Should I do more of these? Or are you happier when, I, <laughs> when I'm chatting to other people and not just this stream of consciousness coming out from me? Um, so let me know. As always, if you're enjoying the show, please do leave a rating and or a review wherever you get your podcasts. Do recommend it to friends and family. That's how we get more ears on the podcast. All right. Well, have a wonderful rest of the day, evening, week, whatever you're doing when you're listening to this. And I will catch up with you very, very soon. Take care. You've been listening to Sustainable-ish, you wonderful sack of loveliness with me, Jen Gale. Hopefully we've fired some neurons and we've got the old grey matter thinking about what changes you can make in your life this week to live that little bit more sustainably. Do let me know what that is. I love to hear about the changes that people are making, big or small, every single one counts. If you've enjoyed the show, and I hope you have, do hop over to iTunes to leave a comment or a review and then the bots at iTunes will cotton on to just how awesome it is and it will show up in more people's feeds. Or at least I think that's how it works. Thanks so much for listening. I will catch you next time. Bye.